0: I think I'm the best landlord in the UK. That's going to cause some arguments. But let me tell you why I think I'm the best landlord in the UK. And maybe you could tell me why you are better as a landlord or if it's given you a couple of ideas on how you could improve as a landlord. Because actually, we've all got to be good landlords. If we're gonna be landlords and property investors, then we have to be the best landlord we can be. Otherwise, and I promise you this, you will have a difficult time as a landlord and you'll have difficulties forever as a property investor, and to somebody who owns property as an investment. If you're gonna be a landlord or you are a landlord right now, then the thing I want you to keep in your mind throughout this whole presentation about why I think I'm the best landlord in the UK, the thing I want you to keep in your mind is what could you do better to be a better landlord? Now, maybe I might give you those answers or maybe I might just spark an idea that's a different answer or a different way to what i'm doing it or maybe it just gives you a kick up the ass and you think actually do you know what i need to do better here i'm going to go through why i think i'm the best landlord in the uk specifically why i think i'm the best landlord i'm also going to go through what i actually do to be the best landlord in the uk and i will invite you to challenge me on it and to tell me why you're better than me as a landlord or give me some ideas as well on how I can be a better landlord because I wanna be the best. But first of all, I'm gonna tell you what I think in a nutshell makes a really good landlord. First of all, to be a really good landlord, you have to have a very comfortable, happy, loyal tenant that pays the rent month in, month out, that looks after the property and contributes towards the local community. Now that sounds like the dream. Every single landlord wants a tenant that pays the rent month in, month out, that looks after the property, stays long-term, is reliable, is pleasant to deal with. That's the dream. So what if I told you that being a good landlord gives you a very, very good chance of creating that tenant yourself? And actually, Most of the bad landlords are the ones with the highest chance of having a bad tenant. It's almost like in a lot of cases, bad landlords create bad tenants. But now that's not true in every case, of course. We're still dealing with human beings here. And by that, I mean, there are still just bad tenants, just bad people that feel a sense of entitlement feel like they don't have to pay the rent. It's their right to live in a property without paying the rent. No, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, you should pay the rent for me because I want to buy an 85-inch TV this month. And that's not fair if you don't let me do it and I have to give you the rent. There are just people like that. People that move out of a property and leave it in such a state that the landlord's got to pay four, five, six, seven, eight thousand pounds of their own money to turn it back into a habitable property there are those people out there unfortunately and they're all idiots people that live their lives like that are absolute idiots one of my landlords has just evicted a tenant had to evict the tenant because they didn't pay rent for something like eight months so they finally got the eviction through after eight months that's how long it can take sometimes especially if it's a really tricky difficult tenant But at the end of the eviction, they went round to the property and it was disgusting. There was food all over the place. Old food. There were babies' nappies full just thrown into the corners of a room. And it cost the landlord about four and a half grand just to put that right. Now, bearing in mind, he'd only refurbished it a few years before. This was disgusting. Everything was left in there. Grease was stacked throughout the entire kitchen. It was disgusting. Sometimes you have to accept as a landlord that that's the risk you're going to take. And I am coming to the point here. This is important for you to know, by the way, about bad landlords creating bad tenants, accepting that your risk as a landlord is you might get one of these bad tenants without realising it. That's just the risk that you take. And you hope that you can remove that tenant quickly and replace them with a decent tenant. My point here is that all of those things are real life. You can't avoid them. It's impossible to outright avoid those tenants because you don't know who they are in the first place. You just have to do the best you can as a landlord to give yourself the best chance of having a good tenant. And if you do come across a bad tenant, act quickly like a good landlord. And this is again what a good landlord is. If you've got a bad tenant, a good landlord removes them quickly and with conviction so that you can give a home to a good tenant just wants to raise their family or just wants to be closer to their work or be part of the local community or move closer to family. Make a home in that property. That's what A good landlord does. Get rid of the bad tenants quickly and effectively and give your property to a good tenant who wants to make a home of it. So, anyway, I can't remember what I was doing with all of that, but look, that gives you an idea of some of the risks and how you can be a good landlord with a bad tenant. That's what good landlords do, in my opinion. They are good property investors. They look after their investment and their asset. They take action if there is action to be taken. They don't bury their heads in the sand and hope it all goes away. They don't sit around moping and whining and moaning and crying because you've got a bad tenant. You've got a bad tenant. Get them out. Move on to the next. Why do I think that I'm the best landlord in the UK? Admittedly, this is quite a provocative headline. I want you to watch this video because I want you to start looking at yourself as a landlord and... Asking yourself the question, what could I do better as a landlord? How can I treat my tenants better? How can I encourage them to stay long term and make them more comfortable and happy? And how can I secure the future of my asset, the future growth of my asset, the future return on investment from my asset? Those are the questions that you have to ask as a landlord. So, why am I the best landlord in the UK? Number one, I don't rely on the rental income. I don't depend on that rental income being the maximum or the minimum it can be. By that I mean, when the rent comes in each month, it goes into my property investment account, it accumulates, and then I reinvest it. I do not rely on it. My sole goal for property is to compound the profit and reinvest it so that I can grow my wealth and I'm building that for the future of my children, for my family, eventually we'll start using that income and we'll probably fritter it all away on holidays and stupid stuff, why not? But in the meantime, I've got a goal and my goal is to continuously reinvest and grow, reinvest and grow. So I have maneuvered my entire life and arranged every single part of my life so that I do not rely on the income from my property portfolio. That is vital. Now, there are a lot of landlords that aren't in that position right now, and you might even feel like you would find it difficult to get to that position because maybe you've got one property, gives you an extra few hundred quid a month, and you can't see how you could live without that money. That's why the next points are very important of why i think i'm the best landlord in the uk number two i don't argue over all expenses argue is possibly the wrong word worry debate negotiate challenge i don't challenge all of the expenses that take place on a month-by-month basis All of the deductions that are required to maintain and repair my property, to keep it compliant constantly. Whenever the tenant has an emergency issue, I never argue that that's another 200 quid or 150 quid or 80 quid gone from my income. Now that might make you feel that, well yeah, that's because you don't rely on the income so you're not bothered. Let me just be absolutely clear, I am not loaded. I am not a seriously wealthy man. I'm very comfortable, I've been smart with my money, and as a result of that, me and my family are financially secure, fantastic. But if I had that extra money from my properties, then we would live a very luxurious life. But I told you earlier on, I've got a goal. I don't argue every expense, every deduction, every repair, every maintenance request, everything, every invoice that happens at my properties Because what's the point? What am I going to achieve? Maybe the boiler needs a quick repair and it's going to cost me 120 quid. Now, I could put some time into arguing with my lettings team. I could negotiate the invoices with the plumbers. I could get comparison quotes to try and save 10, 15, 20 pounds, 30 pounds or even 40 pounds. I could do that. But there is a cost to that. First, there's my time. Second, there's the trust and confidence of my lettings team. Then, there's the reliability and compatibility with the contractors. I promise you this. You start getting contractors to give comparison quotes all the time, you'll very quickly lose the chance of working with those contractors. All for what? To try and save a couple of quid, which I might not do anyway. But also, I want someone else to deal with all this for me. Now, if someone else is dealing with all this for me, and I'm giving them, I'm paying them an extra tenner to visit the property. Fine, that's fine. That's going to be all right. I'll survive that one. If you're that type of landlord that, whenever there's an expense, whenever there's a repair or something needs to be done at the property, and you don't like it, shut your mouth. Just get it done. I hear so many landlords. Go nuts over the silliest of things because they don't like it. Nobody likes spending money when they don't feel that they have to. Nobody. Nobody's trying to rip you off for a hundred quid. Nobody's just trying to make a quick hundred pounds from you by sending a plumber out to a property. Nobody. And if anybody is, what are they doing? A hundred quid. No, if someone's going to rip you off, they're going to rip you off for a few thousand quid, not for a hundred quid. So, if you feel the need to argue every single invoice, every single expense, deduction, everything that goes on at the property, you're not being a good landlord, and that's why I'm a better landlord than you. Number three, I give approval for people to get things done without my approval. I own letting agencies across the south of England. However, that doesn't make me any different. I still have a lettings team managing my properties i don't take any involvement myself at all other than when i'm absolutely needed of course but i tell the lettings team and this would be the same if i was with any other letting agent anywhere in the country i give them an approval level which is quite simply if it can be covered by the rent get it done let me repeat that If it can be covered by the rent, get it done. You don't need to come and ask me for my approval to get things done that need to be done. So now let me adjust my quote because I think this should be a quote. If it's something that needs to be done and it can be covered by the rent, just get it done. That is a quote right there. If it needs to be done and it can be covered by the rent, just get it done. That should be the rule for everyone. Because look, let's look at that in more detail. If it needs to be done, it's gonna be done anyway. Whether you argue about it, cry about it, moan about it, debate it, challenge it, negotiate it, it's gonna be done anyway. Because it needs to be done. Whether that's for compliance, or for legislation, or for a repair at the property that needs to be done. It's gonna be done, so that's fine. So if it needs to be done, it's got to be done anyway. And you're gonna be paying for it out of the rent anyway. So there's no point arguing it. One way or another, it's got to be paid. You might as well get it paid out of the rent. If it can be covered by the rent and it needs to be done, get it done. And that's why I'm the best landlord in the UK. Because if it needs to be done and it can be covered by the rent, just get it done. I don't need to know about it. I'll see it in the statement at the end of the month. And lastly, the reason why all of this now comes together is number four, I understand that some months I'll make more money and some months I'll make less money because this is property investing. It's not a guarantee. There are no guarantees in property investing. In fact, quite the opposite. There are just risks. Now, if you manage your risks properly and you put yourself in the right mindset of knowing that some months you're gonna make more money than others, some months you might not even make any money, some months you might even lose a bit of money because you've gotta replace a boiler and that's gonna cost you 1,500 quid. But you didn't invest in property for the short term. You didn't invest in property because you're thinking, right, I'm going to put my cash into this property so that next month I can have an extra £300. You invested in property for the long term. Yes, you might like to take some cash flow in the meantime, but really you invested your cash into property because you're thinking that in the future, you're building for your future. You're building financial security for your kids. You're building something that your family can have as wealth, financial freedom, financial independence, whatever it is, you're doing that. You weren't building it so you could get an extra 300 quid next month. You also didn't invest in a property so that you could sell it at the end of the year. You invested in a property so that you can keep it for 20 years. So remember that. So all of those things are the reason that I'm the best landlord in the world, or in the UK. But there's a bit more. I also understand that being a landlord is exactly the same as being a business owner. Now, I might have just lost a few of you there because you're thinking, oh, well, no, I'm not interested in running it like a business. I'm not interested in being a business owner. Well, you are a business owner because your property, entire property experience and your entire property journey is a business journey. Let's think of it like this. The property itself is your product. And what you're doing is you're asking tenants to pay you for the use of that product so that means the tenant is your customer so you've got to provide those tenants with a customer service you've given them the product but it's not just a one-time one-use thing they're going to continue using your product so therefore you have to provide the service that goes with the product so that means that the product is your property the customer is your tenant and The service is the management of the tenant, the property, and the tenancy. And if you remember that, you can start doing things properly and it becomes so much easier. Because if you think about it, any good business in the world tries their hardest to keep their customers happy, keep them long term, keep them on board, make them comfortable with your product and service. That's what the best companies in the world do. So if your mindset now shifts away from got to make as many pounds as I can every single month, I want to argue every single invoice and argue with every single tenant request. If you think, okay, what can I do to make this tenant really comfortable, really happy, and provide them with the best quality product I can provide them, what does that do? Let me tell you, first, it makes your tenant a better tenant, a good tenant, a long-term tenant, pays their rent, looks after the property, is pleasant to deal with. Remember what I said at the beginning about the dream tenant? That's how you do it, treat them like a customer. Number two, it keeps your asset valuable. If you're always looking after your tenant and your tenant is always looking after your asset and you are also always looking after your asset, your asset holds its value and it grows in value. And that's the dream. That's why you wanted property, because it grows in value. And lastly, it improves your income. It improves your money. I know you're thinking, hold on, Tom, hold on, hold on, hold on. You've just said, stop worrying about the money. Stop thinking about the money. Stop trying to make more money. And by stopping thinking about profit and money and making more of it, you're going to make more of it anyway? Yeah. This is property. Yes, obviously, you've got to bring more money in than you spend. That's business 101. It's the same in property. It's property 101. You've got to have more rent coming in than you spend. Otherwise, it's not that good an investment, unless you know something I don't. But you have to think about how you can charge the top end of the fair market value. And I always use the term fair market value. How can you charge the highest of the fair market value. You can charge the maximum rent that you can charge in the marketplace by providing a good quality product, by treating your tenants like customers and providing the highest level of customer service. That's how you make more money from property. And that's why I am the best landlord in the UK. So let me know if you think different. Let me know if you think, actually, Tom, no. I think the best way to do it is to rely on the rent incoming completely, is to argue all of the invoices, all of the repair requests, all maintenance jobs, all compliance, all deductions, argue all of those, and to treat my tenant like rubbish, and to, I know I'm being silly, And to make sure that I squeeze that tenant for every single pound I possibly can by either not spending money where I don't want to or by charging them the maximum rent for a substandard property. You know if your property's not great. You know. So let me know what you think about all of those things. The last thing I want to end with is about being a good landlord is there's a science to that. There is a definite formula to being a good landlord, but it also is some sort of personality trait as well. You ever hear those stories where tenants say, oh, my landlord's an absolute dick. He's an absolute arsehole. I tried to get these things fixed, problems with the property, but he just wasn't interested. Did something on the cheap, took ages to get it done. Well, that's a landlord personality trait. And all of these things combine into being a good landlord right by making more money you have to think about the customer the product and the service but to make yourself a better landlord and also to give yourself a much much lower stress of being a landlord the last thing i want to say is get things done quickly no matter what now if you're going to argue something if you still are that type of person that feels the need to debate and argue and challenge and negotiate and just be right all the time about every invoice deduction repair whatever if that's you if you still feel that that's fine i'm not looking to change anybody here because if that's just the way you are that's just the way you are but let me put this to you a different way get it done and then argue if you feel that need to argue, go for it. Fill your boots. If you think that by spending hours of your time arguing and stressing and getting angry and annoyed and all of those wonderful things to try and save a tenner here or there, fill your boots. You'll have a much more stressful life than I have. However, get it done. Just get the job done. Whatever the job is, just get it done and then argue about it after. And that, will make your tenant much happier, because no one wants to live in a house where stuff's not able to get done, nobody. So get it done, get the job done, then argue about it if you feel the need to, and that will make you infinitely better as a landlord. So let me know what you think about all that. Are you a good landlord? How are you a good landlord? I'm not asking you to comment, or well, I'd love you to comment. Comment below, give me a like, subscribe of course, But don't forget to ask yourself the question. Look in the mirror and just say, am I a good landlord? Do I treat my tenants well? Do I treat my property well? Or am I just trying to get as much money as I can?